Hello, I'm Shanira, and welcome to the Chini Chronicles on Radio DePaul, your one stop for pop culture on college radio. So CBS officially premiered its uh, special with Oprah, Prince Harry, and Meghan Markle in the last week, and the response slash backlash has been kind of crazy. So... And one revelation during the uh, interview was that Meghan Markle was feeling suicidal during her first pregnancy with Archie. Look, I was really ashamed to say it at the time and ashamed to have to admit it to Harry, especially, um, because I know how much loss he suffered. Mm -hmm. But I knew that if I didn't say it, that I would do it. And I, I just didn't, I just didn't want to be alive anymore. And that was a very clear and real and frightening constant thought. So she had reached out for help. She did not receive that help. And she had like, apparently there's like an HR department at the uh, Buckingham Palace or in the royal family. That's kind of weird, but uh, so she had reached out to them, but they said that they couldn't help her for some reason. Uh, and you could say that her suicidal thoughts came from the toxic environment of the royal family and also from the toxicness or the toxicity of the British tabloids. Uh, the, their coverage on Meghan Markle was pretty relentless. Uh, they even hustled around her father they lived around her father and tried to get, uh, uh, not money, but, uh, information from Meghan Markle's father. Uh, in another part of the interview, she describes how the British uh, media pretty much hounded her father for information. For over a year, the UK tabloids were trying to find my dad, offering people so much money to try to find his address. Once they did, I remember being told there was a huge headline, like, we found him or we've got him talking about someone's father and from that point the tabloids they moved into the apartment next door and across from him descended on this small town we're just giving him gifts the whole thing brings us to where we are today so like Meghan Markle had said they had moved in uh, right right across from and right beside uh, her father's apartment they showered him with gifts and they even postponed a story until the Sunday before her wedding so it's just what what was even that story? I don't I don't even remember because there was so much going on, but it's just like it's crazy how they were um, they it's crazy how they were able to do all these things and pretty much harass her father, and he took the bait pretty much. Her father took the bait of feeding these tabloids. Uh, crazy enough, actually, a few days before the whole televised wedding. Meghan and Harry had actually gotten married. The uh, exchange vows uh, in front of the Archbishop of Canterbury in their own little backyard. So I guess like they avoided the media circus that way. So they're kind of like s sort of prepared to like, oh no, like they already had like their little private moment to themselves. But um, uh, 
Megan had even like admitted it was like this was another article but this is not like this um uh interview but she admitted that she was a bit naive coming into the uh relationship and the marriage because she didn't really know about them she didn't really grow up watching them she didn't really follow them when she was growing up but anyways like i said her father participated in the bs and so did her half sister now mind you this is the same half sister that she doesn't talk to so her sister fed into the media a craziness of the time as well i think it'd be very hard to tell all when you don't know me um and i I mean, it's, this is a very different situation than my dad, right? When you talk about betrayal, betrayal comes from someone that you have a relationship with, right? I, I don't feel comfortable talking about people that I really don't know. But um, I grew up as an only child, which everyone who grew up around me knows. And I wished I had siblings. I would have loved to have had siblings. That's why I'm so excited to be pregnant, so that Archie has someone. It was really interesting to, I mean, the last time I saw her must have been at least 18, 19 years ago. And before that, 10 years before that. Um, so you all weren't close, you didn't grow up together. No. She doesn't no. really know you. No, she changed her last name back to Markle in, I think she was in her early 50s at that time, only when I started dating Harry. Hmm. So I think that says, enough at the beginning what she says it's hard to do a tell-all when you don't know the person she's referring to her half-sister's tell-all book so the tell-all book was supposedly about Meghan Markle so like her like little dig in the beginning that I want to say dig but like her whole point was that was like her whole point with this whole segment is like she hasn't seen or talked to her half-sister in almost two decades and she wanted to write a tell-all are you supposed to write a tell-all about some somebody you don't really know? Someone you haven't seen or talked to in almost 20 years. And it's quite interesting how she, uh, her half-sister, had changed her last name back to Markle when Meghan and Harry started dating. Bottom line is, Samantha, her half-sister, is a cloud chaser. She is trying to gain clout, or at least she tried to get clout off of Megan's name. That is like the classic example of how some people will use you when it's convenient. And how sometimes people will say, people will say that uh, water is sticking to blood because some family members be on the BS as well. So this was like a prime example. Something that really caught everybody's attention was when Megan and Harry had claimed that, or Megan specifically, uh, and Harry kind of corroborated it, was that a royal family member was concerned with the color of Archie's skin and how dark he would be. And also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. What? And who, who is having that conversation with you? What? 
So, um... There is a conversation. Hold up, hold up. There's several right now. There are several conversations. There's a about conversation it. with you, with Harry, about how dark your baby is going to be, potentially, and what that would mean or look like. Ooh. And you're not going to tell me who had the conversation. I think that would be very damaging to them. Okay. Logically speaking. How dark do they think the baby is going to be anyway? Not that it matters in the first place, but let's think about it. How dark do they think the baby is going to be? I find it interesting that neither Carrie or Megan are willing to reveal the identity of the person who brought it up, brought this whole topic of Archie's skin tone up. I don't understand why they're saving them still. Like. Do the, like do these do these members of this royal family understand how much is being held back? But uh, from what we know, Oprah had made it known. Like apparently, okay. Ugh. So o Oprah uh, had told you know Gail King that uh, Harry made it apparent that it wasn't Prince Philip or Queen Elizabeth. So that narrows it down. Okay, it obviously had to be somebody close enough to Harry that they felt comfortable enough to say that. But anyways, if it were me, and this was happened to me, I would be naming Please names, Donna, okay? Lynn, if I'm Laurie, going down, Shelley, everybody's Rose, going Ryan, down Darren, with me. I, I'm not savoring these types of people. I am naming names. So now we're going for our music break. I'm going to be playing See My Tears by Machine Gun Kelly. Enjoy it. In the 
Underneath it all, we just the same, same, same. You can't see my tears in the. All around the world, it's just the same, same, same. You can't see my tears in the. No, so I let it rain. Mad that I made it out the city, what? but if you look up still out in the city, uh, before everything I had clout in the city, yeah. two of the states that never bounced in the city, nope. shout out to everybody that's proud in the city, hey. everybody cheering in the crowd from the city, hey. everyone that never had doubts in the city, cause they know I represent what we about in the city, Woo. and I'm still late stuff, tell the world ain't nothing's changed, till a ton of dollar bills in my pockets and nothing's changed, if my team ain't with me then I don't wanna stand, tell them I'll go broke before I run out on my gang, EFT over everything, hundred thousand plus, cold fan base, yeah that is Back to the Chini Chronicles on Radio DePaul, and we're going to continue with this whole Meghan Markle Prince Harry interview. And as you know, the backlash response has been crazy, as I mentioned earlier. But most famously, the most loud of these of the criticism is Pierce Morgan. Now, as you know, Pierce Morgan has kind of been talking smack at the side of his neck for like ever since Prince. Harry and Meghan Markle started dating. He's been talking about them for the longest. So he pretty much he pretty much has like clash and went against like a good how many people in the last like couple of weeks over this. Starting with this video, starting with this clip on Good Morning Britain, where he just like at the start of like the segment, he just like goes off about like how disrespectful the interview was to the throne or whatever, but listen to it real quick. Angry to the point of bawling over today. I'm sickened by what I've just had to watch. Okay, and you know, you people come might, your, be, no, no. might be upset Sorry, you can come to your, you can defend it in a minute. I'm just gonna say what I'm gonna say. Okay. This is a two-hour trash-a-thon of our royal family, of the monarchy, of everything the Queen has worked so hard for, and it's all been done as Prince Philip lies in hospital. Mm -hmm. They trash everybody. They basically make out the entire royal family a bunch of white supremacists by dropping this race bombshell without... that phrase. They didn't name any... They didn't name which one it was. They just throw it out there so it could be any member of the royal family. He is defending the royal family like his life depends on it. Like, 
they're personally paying him a portion of their pension. And he says, oh, everything that the queen has worked for. What? Worked for what? All, all of the child molestation, pedophilia, and, 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 and all the blood diamonds that they have? What Worked for what? Huh? What, like, what are they working for? Like, I don't understand, like, why he's going so hard for this system, for this institution that, like, I don't understand. Like, it's a, it, it's a weird thing. And, yeah, like I mentioned, Blood Diamonds, uh, the Queen is, like, in possession of, like, two of the biggest, like, diamonds in the world, both from South Africa. One of one of her crowns and another is like on her scepter or whatever uh, anyways anyways back to uh back to one of the uh back to what i'm talking about uh so before this before like some time ago he had opened up about his 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 interaction with Meghan Markle and Ever since that interaction, he has been on Megan's head for the longest. You you can you can probably Google the amount of times that he has had her name in his mouth and the amount of times that he's taken time to talk about this woman. But anyways, there might be an explanation as to why he goes so hard against Meghan Markle. Yeah. We had a two hours in the pub. She had a couple of dirty martinis and a couple of pints. We got on brilliantly. And then I put her in a cab, and it turned out to be a cab that took her to a party where she met Prince Harry. And then the next night, they had a solo dinner together, and that was the last I ever heard from Meghan Markle. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I have never heard from her again. So what happened? In she, your, uh, she, she ghosted me, Ryan. <laughs> Meghan Markle ghosted did, me. Did she, do you think she just went... I'm afraid, I, look, I really liked her. This is why it hurts. <laughs> no, I, I really liked her. So is he mad that she gave him a couple hours of talking in a bar and then never talked to him again? Like, let, let, let me ask this question. Let me, let, let me ask this question. Did he think he had a chance? Huh? Like, what, like, did, like, did he really think that he had a chance with this woman? Like, let me be honest. Like what? Like what? Like what gave him the idea that he had a fighting chance, with or without Harry potentially coming into the picture? What chance did he think he had? Quick question. Second of all, you get curved by a girl, and then you hold on to that grudge for four or five more years. Uh, is is that typical mentality that some? some of these people have, so, some men have, where where a woman some somehow gives them the time of day, gives them conversation, and then doesn't really, you know, take it farther than that. And then, like, they have a grudge against the whole entire woman race. So let, let me stop saying the word curve. Third of all, third of all, she probably, she probably saw this conversation as innocent conversation, you know, both or you guys are in TV. You, you you do TV news. She's an actress, so she probably saw this as like a colleague to colleague type of conversation. Okay, so let me let me stop using the word curve because I don't think 
she saw this as like a flirtatious type of thing. At least I, I hope not. And or she was, or there's a good chance that she was being nice, just so she can avoid something like this from happening. She probably was trying to 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 not walk away from the situation, not walk away from the conversation, and be perceived as rude, and then have, you know, the person talk smack about her for however long. So probably she's being nice and not being a rude person and then have you come onto the show and talk smack about her. But it ended up happening anyway because you probably felt like she owed you some type of sexual or flirtatious feelings in return. So it's like, like, I don't, like back to the original question, like what chance did he think he had? Like, did you think it was gonna go beyond the simple conversation in a bar, like, like, how far did you think this was going to go? Like, I, I don't know what he expected out of that conversation. So, I guess the point being is he's been mad for the last four or five years because he felt that he had been curved. Okay. Alright. Sure. So, like I mentioned before, he ended up walking off. Good Morning Britain, he ended up just quitting the show. So he ended up quitting his job off of this because he, oh God, hit the microphone. But he quit his job because he could not handle the criticism from his fellow colleagues and co-hosts. He couldn't handle it anymore. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. Okay. I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry, no. Oh, uh, Sorry. So, do you know what? That's pathetic. You can trash me, maybe not my. No, own no, no, no. See I'm, you later. I'm being. So the other force that you hear is his co-host Alex Beresberg. Is that the? Is that the way you say his name? No, Alex Perez Ford. Uh, so Alex Perez Ford is basically like telling him like, ever since that interaction that you had with her, has she said anything else about you? And it's just like, that's a good question. Cause like, she has not mentioned you ever. Okay. We don't even know if this story is true. Like she has not corroborated the story, at least as far as I know. So like, you could have made this up in your head. It could have been like a five minute conversation and then like you fantasized it, you know? And also Bears Ford also um, says that like, perhaps this interaction that he's had with her in the past clouded her, his Clouded Pierce's uh, judgment. Perhaps his judgment is clouded by this one interaction that didn't go particularly his way. So he felt like his opinions were very clouded by that. So you hear him walk off and leave. And then, and then he runs on the streets of Britain and streets of London, I think. He runs into a crowd of paparazzi and he explains his side of it. I believe in freedom of speech. I believe in the right to uh, be allowed to have an opinion. Uh, if people want to believe Meghan Markle, that's entirely their right. I don't believe almost anything that comes out of her mouth. And I think the damage she's done to the British monarchy and to the Queen at a time when Prince Philip is lying in hospital is enormous and frankly contemptible. So uh, if I have to fall on my sword for expressing an honestly held opinion about Meghan Markle, and that diatribe of bilge that she came out with in that interview, so be it. Okay, so he wants to play this, oh, freedom of speech card. Oh, okay. Or the whole, 
I'm only speaking my opinion type of thing or the whole I'm speaking the truth or nobody else wants to say type of martyr type of I just type of thing going on it's just like all delusional and it's just it's just just hang it up flat screen like it, it, it it's just not hitting the way it's supposed to hit it's just like you only walked off because you could not handle a simple debate like nobody told you to leave okay nobody nobody forced you to quit as far as we know like you say these controversial opinions and then you don't expect people people to pick it apart you, you don't expect people to respond to it and have some type of criticism so here's a, so let's talk about the freedom of speech part I don't know how it is it is in the United Kingdom but I'm pretty sure it's pretty similar to the United States so how freedom of speech is supposed to work at least here in the United States is that you can say what you want and the government can't do anything to you the government can't put you in jail because of it if you say something that doesn't necessarily mean that you're free from consequences it doesn't mean that you're free from criticism you can say what you want but just be prepared for like what people say in response to it not everybody's going to agree with what you say so expect that backlash so like the general public can criticize you all they want so like you're only upset and mad because people are giving good arguments and not just taking it lying down and another thing like i said you walked off willingly like you quit like you weren't fired like no nobody told you to quit as far like like i said as far as we know you walked off willingly you did not you were not forced to quit so if if you really if it really was about freedom of speech you would have just sat down there you would have sat your happy-go-lucky self down in that seat and just take it another chin and give your spew you would have gave your gave your rebuttal give give your response you, you've been doing this whole this whole time you're just mad because there's so much criticism that you can't answer to that's why you're really mad so that's so yeah that's basically all i have to say pierce morgan was like the biggest critic uh one last thing um so in response to like the racist allegations of like you know archie skin tone um so prince william and Kate Middleton were out and about and uh, a journalist, a little journal kind of asked them like, hey, what about these allegations? Da -da -da -da. And Prince William was like, oh, we're very much not a racist family. Okay, that's a lie. And uh, you know what's interesting? I say I had a black woman, you know, with braids, you know, African uh, attire. And it's just like, did y'all, since where did she come from? Like, did y'all just hire her off of like the UK version of Craigslist? Oh my god, I keep hitting this microphone. But did y'all just hire her off of Craigslist? Like, she's so like y'all y'all went out and about, hope that you can run into paparazzi, and you brought this black woman along to make it seem like you're not racist. That's like saying, oh, I have black friends, so I can't be racist. I have a a, a, a black personal assistant, so I can't be racist. Here's one thing. Here's a little proverb. Proverb. A little proverb. Hit dogs, gon' holla. You know what that means? 
guilty conscience, a guilty conscience will always speak up. That's all I'm saying. And another thing, where on earth does Sharon Osbourne come from? Why does she speak up and try to offend Pierce Morgan? Like that, like she, like that is like the prime example of you should have just sat there and ate your food. Mind the business that pays you. Like now, look, you looking crazy. You now you gotta issue out this apology like you really mean it. Like what? Like what is going on? Like there's there's so much wrapped up into this it's just like people showing the true colors some that we expected some that's coming out of nowhere and it's just all in this mess and it's just like at the end of the day at the end of the day i still believe Megan and harry like it, it all just adds up because we see it in 4k like we see the headlines like we we see it all the time like y'all are caught like there's nothing you can say and that's it and that's all that was this episode of the chinny chronicles on radio to paul if you miss an episode head to spotify and apple and google podcasts in order to listen thanks for listening stop procrastinating and good night <laughs>